This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. Today, we will discuss some of the laws and minhagim of Tachnon. We relate specifically to the Minhagim of the Vilna Gaon, and in his path, <coughs> Rav Salavechik's custom regarding Tachnon. First of all, it's important to note that there is a discussion in the tour about the importance of saying Tachnon. Actually, I should be more specific. When we talk about the importance of Tachnon, that certainly is considered an extremely important tefillah. The question is, is it obligatory? Perhaps it might be a different question. The Torah begins in Simon Kufla Lamed Aleph by mentioning that, according to the Rambam, after davening, a person should do saying the tefillah sapayim, what we call tachanun. And it seems that it's part and parcel of the concept of tefillah. After tefillah, there's a type of ishtachavaya and tachanunim that's considered part of Shema Nesri. The Rav used to emphasize that the very fact that we say Kaddish to Skabel after tachanun, in Shachris and Mincha, and it's true in Shachris we say it even later, not immediately after tachanun, but in Mincha we say immediately after tachanun, shows that the Kaddish to Skabel, which is the Kaddish after Shema Nesri, is said after tachanun. Tachanun is part of Shema Nesri. On the other hand, the Tur quotes an opinion of Rav Natronoi. Rav Natronoi, one of the Gonim, says that Kasav de Tfilas Napayim Betsibur Apanei Amachar Atfila Rishus. The Rav Natronoi said it's a Rishus, it's an optional prayer. It seems that according to Rav Natronoi, if you don't want to say Tachnon, fine. It's certainly important, it's certainly a good Tfilah. But nevertheless, there's no obligation to say Tachnon. The commentaries in the tour mention that the reason the tour quoted this comment of Rav Natroi in the middle of Hilchus Tachnon is because immediately afterwards, the tour explains certain days that you do say Tachnon and certain days that you don't say Tachnon. For example, the house, when a chasan is there or the house of a chasan, you don't say Tachnon. So the commentaries explain that if Tachnon would be a real chova, a real obligation, then all these discussions of when you can omit Tachnon would not really, really be applicable. Because if it's part of Shemon Asrei, then you have to say Tachnon. Nevertheless, Rav Salavechik was of the opinion, based upon the Rambam, that Tachnun is part of Shmon Esrei. Of course, he was well aware of the Shita of Rav Natrunaygon, but he followed the opinion of, that he said was inherent in the Rambam, that Tachnun is a real obligation and should be said daily. Now, what's interesting to note is that many people seem to be extremely happy when days that they can say, they can omit Tachnun. Today, we have a uh, minig, that whenever there's a chasan in shul, whenever there's a bris in the shul, in alon shvut, all you have to do is put up a pillow in front of the shul. The pillow is the sign of the kisei shel That's where they have the 
Kisei Shalio at the bris, and people immediately don't say Tachnun. So I remember one day when they skipped Tachnun in Alon Shvat, and a person came over to me and said, Ma'asim Chayom. He meant to ask me, what is the cause of not saying Tachnun? Is there a Balbris? Is there a Chasnun? Who's there here? And I told him, which I think is the correct answer in today's world. People today don't enjoy the fact that they can omit Tachnun. It seems almost like a, um, a child trying to get away with something, that we can get away with skipping part of of. of of davening, there are many people who are so meticulous about saying tachnun that they really resent the fact that some days they don't say tachnun. In fact, if there's a chasan and shul, people actually discuss perhaps it would be appropriate for the chasan to leave the shul in order to allow the tzibur to say tachnun. I once asked Rav Salavechik, the way that we learned the tour. He's quoted Rav Natronai in order to explain the minig of not saying Tachnun on certain days. But if Tachnun were that important, how could we skip Tachnun on uh, days that, uh, if a day of a bris, for example, why should we skip Tachnun? And the Rav said, this is the minig Yisrael. Noago. So even though he felt it's extremely important, he, according to the Rambam, it's part of Shemon Esrei, it's the end of Shemon Esrei, as it were, Nevertheless, the minik has uprooted the idea of saying Tachnun today. The, the Hasidic custom of not saying Tachnun on the days of a Rebbe's yard site, and there are today many Hasidic groups that never say Tachnun, because every day of the year was somebody's yard site. In fact, there's a special book of yard sites that a person could look up. Today is whatever today's date is, and the reason to say not to say Tachnun is because the speech of Kerebe, whichever Rebbe you found in the book, did not say did died on that particular day. So you did not say Tachnun. I assume the, that the Hasidim are basing themselves upon the, the idea that according to the Rav Natrunay Gon, Tachnun is only Rishus, and therefore the slightest excuse possible would be not to say Tachnun. The only time that I know that certain Hasidim really enjoy saying Tachnun is on Yom Ma'ut, since they want to show that they're not part of the Zionist enterprise and they don't identify with Medinat Yisrael at all. So on Yom Ma'ut, they're very careful to say Tachnun. Uh, one year, a friend of mine told me that in Israel, when, it, when it, the year that Hey Iyar fell, I think it was on a Friday, so Israel celebrated Yom Ma'ut on Thursday. And the Rabbanim in Israel Paskin that you don't say Tachnun on Thursday, but on Friday you do say Tachnun. But a, a group of Satmer Hasidim did not know the, the decision of the Israeli government, so they skipped Tachnun on Thursday. And on Friday they did say Tachnun. They skipped Tachnun on Thursday, like every other day they skipped Tachnun. But on Friday they said Tachnun because it was Yom Atzmaut. And later on, they found out that the Israeli government had changed the uh, decision and made Yom Atzmon on Thursday that year. So they were doubly upset. They were upset. Why did they say Tachnon on, 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 on Thursday? There was one. How could they possibly say Tachnon on Friday, which was, which was a shame to say Tachnon? We could have skipped it. On the other hand, they skipped Tachnon on Thursday as if they celebrated Yom Atzmon. So. I really think this custom of skipping Tachnun for almost any slight excuse would be something Rabbi Salvechik would be very much opposed to. 
But uh, Minig Yisrael is, of course, on certain days we don't say Tachlan. We're not going to discuss today which days yes and which days no. One of the, in the Shulchan Aruch, in the very beginning of the laws of Tachnun, it says that you cannot be mafsik between davening Shmon and Tachnun. And of course, the way I explained it before, makes a lot of sense. Since Tachnun and Shmon together join as tefillah, therefore it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be mafsik. The Many people have shown a source for this in the famous story in the Gemara in Bav Metziah. It's found that originally in the Shita Mekubetzas in Bav Metziah, and it's quoted by the commentaries of the Shulchan Aruch and the Vilna Gaon and many others. The story, in fa- uh, the very, a very famous story in the Gemara Bav Metziah, Dafnun Tesamut Beis, is about two brothers-in-law that were very upset with each other, Rabbi Gamliel and Rebbe Lezer. The only thing is, the wife of Rebbe Lezer was the sister of Rabbi Gamliel. She was very afraid that her, fa- her husband, Rabbi Lezer, is going to say Tachnun. And you see from this Gemara that saying Tachnun is a very effective tefillah. The, when a person says Tachnun with Kavana, it can have great ramifications. And she was afraid that her husband would say Tachnun. And in the Tachnun, he would say something against her brother, against Rabbi Gamliel, and Chas V'Shalom, that would come true. So what she did is from that day on, she always did not allow her husband to say Tachnun. How did she do that? Apparently, the simple pshat would be that she interrupted his tefillah after Shemon She said something to him, caused him to answer her, and therefore, his Tachnun would no longer be accepted. The Gemara goes on to say that one day she became confused with between one day Rosh Chodesh and two days Rosh Chodesh, and she thought he wouldn't say Tachnun because it was Rosh Chodesh. It really wasn't Rosh Chodesh, and he did say Tachnun, and the result were, was a very dire consequence. You see from this Gemara two things. One, you can't be mafsik. At least you can say that if you're mafsik, the tefillah is, not longer, is no longer accepted, at least not with the same severity that it was, could have been accepted. Secondly, you see there was an old minig that you don't say tachlan in Rosh Chodesh. The Vilna Gaon and others use this as the source for not being mafsik in, in, in tachlan. However, there are commentators who have explained this Gemara a little differently. One person would comment that Rabbi, 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 the wife of Rabbi Lazar did not just be mafsik him. She disturbed him to such an extent that he actually forgot where he was up to and he would not say Tachnun at all. But if he would have said Tachnun, perhaps it would have been this effective just the same. But he simply did not say Tachnun at all. Another way of learning would be that Rav Lezer happened to daven at home without a minion. But we know in the Gemara Brachas, I once discussed this before in one of the other shiurim, that it's preferable to daven at the time that Sibur davens. So perhaps, we'll get back to this a little later, if not today, another shiur. Perhaps Rav Lezer felt that you can only say Tachnon if you daven 
together with the tzibur. It's true, you're not in shul, but at the same time that the tzibur davens, you should daven. So he davened, let's say the shul davened at 7 o'clock, and tachnun, they're up to by, let's say, 7.30. So he would say tachnun at 7.30, together with the tzibur. In such a case, his tachnun is well accepted, even though he davened at home, and even though he davened in a place where there's no Sefer Torah, another halacha that we'll get to later. But nevertheless, his tachnun was at the same time as the Sibur, so it was very well accepted. But what his wife did is she stole him. She kept him from saying tachnun until the Sibur had finished tachnun, in which case he would no longer have that special schus of davening with the Sibur, and his tachnun would no longer be accepted, or perhaps you couldn't say it at all, however way you want to learn. So people pointed out that this Gemara could be learned in different ways, but nevertheless, the accepted custom is that you cannot be mafsik. When I say you can't be mafsik, some people think that you can't even say tachnun if you are mafsik. Others say it's not as acceptable if you are mafsik. Of course, they don't mean mafsik in the same categories as other places of hefsik. For example, to answer amen yeshmei rabbah or a, a, a bracha would not be considered the same hefsik as we would have, let's say, when you're listening to, when you're in the middle of kriyashma or something like that. The halacha of saying tachnon in Shulchan Aruch is a discussion whether you should say tachnon falling on your left hand or falling on your right hand. In the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuflamid all the laws of tachnon are found in Simon Kuflamid The Shulchan Aruch quotes two opinions. He says, the Mechaber says, The custom is to fall tachnun on your left hand. However, the Ramah says, There are people who say that you should fall on your right hand. Now that is a little bit interesting for a number of reasons. The Ramah says that the, even though there's a custom, some people say you should fall, fall you should fall on your right hand. Nevertheless, our custom is that in the morning we put on, we fall on our right hand because you're wearing tefillin on your left hand. Of course, that's referring to a right-handed person. A right-handed person who has a tefillin on his left hand, because of the respect you should have a tefillin, so the Ramah says you fold tefillin on your right hand in the morning. But it, Ba'arvis, now that's a little strange. Ba'arvis, we don't say tachlin at all at Ma'arv. That's also an interesting question. Why don't we say Ma'arv at all? Why don't we say tachlin by Ma'arv at all? We'll get to that also, perhaps a little bit later. But the commentaries in the Shulchan Aruch say when the when the Shulchan Aruch said Ba'arvis, he didn't necessarily mean Ma'ariv, he meant late. If you daven Mincha late, then you don't say Tachnun. Or, or I'm sorry, when you say Mincha late, that's what he considered like Arvis, then you say Tfilin, then you fall Tfilin, or you fall Tachnun on your left hand. But in Ma'ariv, the custom is not to say Tachnun at all. Now, what are the reasons for saying uh, for those that say you fall on your left hand and your right hand, a number of psukim are quoted, a number of sources are quoted by different people. But I'll just mention the Vilna Gaon in Shulchan Aruch mentioned the idea of falling on your left hand 
is because of Smolo Tachas Laroshi, and he refers you to study the Medrash and Shir Hashirim and the Pasuk Smolo Tachas Laroshi. The, my left hand is under my head, and the opinion to fall, to fall on your left hand, on your right hand, is because you're facing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamir. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is opposite me. And I'm, when you fall on your right hand, it's the left of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the different psukim would be quoted, are you, should you say, fall on your right hand, or on your left hand? And our custom, says the, says the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah, is that we always fall on our left hand. Of course, of course according to the Mechaber, the Minig is only on the left hand. He didn't mention the right hand at all. But according to the Ramah, that some people say, you fall on your right hand, so he made this... A compromise that in the, when you're wearing tefillin, you fall on your left hand, and if you're falling on your right hand, and if you're not wearing tefillin, you fall on your right hand. Of course, this is true, as I said, for a right-handed person. And assuming you don't wear tefillin at Mincha. The Vilna Gaon did not follow this practice at all. The Vilna Gaon accepted the opinion of the Mechaber. And it's not clear that the Ramah really disagreed with this, except he said because of tefillin, you shouldn't put tefillin on your, you shouldn't fall on your left hand when you're wearing tefillin. But the Vilna Gaon had a custom of falling Tachnon always in his left hand, even when he was wearing tefillin. The Mishnah Bura quotes, of course, an opinion like this, but he said that he felt it's not appropriate to do this. To fall Tachnon on your left hand when you're wearing tefillin he did not question the practice itself. He just argued that since most people don't do that, in the shul, when generally when you when you dive in with a minion, so most people fall tefillin, fall taklon in the morning on their right hand. So he felt it would be a problem of losus go to do. The Gemara and Yavamis and other places, the Gemara explains the pasuk losus go to do lota agudas agudas. Uh, for the Zionists here, don't think that means that you can't belong to the Agudah. Agudas, Agudas means you cannot, you should not break up into factions. And in a shul where some people do one way and some people do another way, that would be Agudas, Agudas. It's beyond the scope of this particular shear to discuss which cases are Agudas, Agudas and which cases are not. For example, a person who davens Ashkenaz and Zavin Ashul, where the davens Svarad, could he daven Ashkenaz? Many instances of people doing one minig, where other people do a minig, would be a, a serious question when is it proper and when is it improper? It's enough for us to say the Mishnabura felt this was improper. He felt it was wrong in a, in a shul that most people fall tachnon on their left, on their right hand, because they're ranked villain. So even though you happen to be a student of the Vilna Gaon, except the Psakim of the Vilna Gaon, so he felt that you should fault, you should still, in Tzibur, fault Tachnon on your right hand. The Rabbi Salavechik followed the opinion of the Vilna Gaon, he did not follow the opinion of the Mishnah Bura, and even when he was in a shul, where most people felt, felt Tachnon on their right hand, he would always fault in on his tefillin on his left hand, even when he was wearing tefillin. Uh, Rav Shechter, in his uh, Sefer Nefesh HaRav, mentioned the Rav's opinion, quoted the sources of the Mishnabur and other sources that explain how important it is to wear tefillin, uh, to put it to fall on your left hand 
at all times. Another issue is that we said in the Shulchan Aruch, the custom is not to fall tefillin, not to fall tachnun at night. Ain the filas apayim balayla. And why is that true? So, it really sees, seems to be that the true, the true reason why the custom is not to say tefillin at night is based on Kabbalistic reasons. The uh, some of the reasons of the Kabbalah seem to be so strict that there are people who thought that say a person who says tefillin at night would be kotzeitz benetios. Now kotzeitz benetios is an expression that smacks of something like apikarsus. So the, in the Kabbalistic reasons, I I can't go into. I don't know them, understand it well enough, but. There are Kabbalistic reasons not to say Tachner at night, and this is certain, certainly the custom that most people have. The Magen Avram says that saying, to, to, saying Tachner at night is very severe, especially in the beginning of the night. Because that's when there's Tigbores Hadinim. Somehow the Midas Hadin is very strong at that time, and it's, it would be wrong to say Tachnun. Later on in the night, for example, after Chatzos, we do say Tachnun. The Magen Avram cited, of course, the custom that when you say Slichas, especially the first night of Slichas, when people generally come to Shul in the middle of the night and say Slichas, when Slichas, at the end of Slichas, you say Tachnun. So, uh, how can you say Tachnun? It's nighttime. The Magen Avram says, you, and Tachnun at nighttime is fine. It's the beginning of the night. Which, of course, led to a major issue. Can you say Tachnun at Mincha time? Mincha time is already almost nighttime. No, it's not nighttime. But what would happen if it's almost nighttime? How could that be? Let's say a person started saying Tachnun before Mincha. He started davening Mincha before Shkia. But he davens a long time. And if he davens a long time, so he shouldn't say, he would say Tachnun when it's already nighttime. Now, what's interesting is that the, in the Maiseh Rav of the Vilna Gaon, where it tells the customs of the Vilna Gaon, it doesn't relate specifically to this question of saying Tachnun after Shkia. But he, something else is there that's extremely relevant. He, the Vilna Gaon has a discussion if he should say, to when should you dive mincha? And he says you should dive mincha until Shkia. After the time of Shkia, it's not the time of davening anymore. You're not allowed to daven after Shkia. He says, even if you're in the middle of Shmon and then you hit Shkia, you, it's not considered Mincha. And therefore you have to daven Mariv twice. Now, if that would be true, then I would assume that according to Vilna Gaon, after Shkia, you cannot say Tachanun. There are people who say that since it's a Safek Yom, Safek Laila, you're allowed to say Tachanun. It seems to me, although the gun I do not know any, at least, where the gun said specifically, you can't say Tachnun after Shkia, from this, uh, the, from this minak of the Grah, that you can't have a Mincha at all, even if you started Mincha earlier, 
then you could not, it does not count as mincha. It would seem to me that that would mean you can't say tachnun either. When I was young, I saw in a sefer, and I don't remember where I saw it, a sort of a strange raya that if you start mincha before shkia, you can say tachnun. The Gemara explains a concept of a, a statement made by Bilam. Bilam said, How can I curse Am Yisrael when a Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't curse them? The Gemara explains that there's a split second every day, Kivayachal, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has, expresses his anger. A split second. Bilam knew exactly when that split second was. And in that moment, he would be able to get in a curse of Am Yisrael. When the days that Bilam was told or wanted to curse Am Yisrael, on those days, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not get angry at all, even for a split second. And there, that's the way they explain, Mo'ekov, lo kabokel. How can I curse B'nai Yisrael on a day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't curse them at all? All I know is to use that split second. So Tosfus asked the question, how, what could Bilam have already said in that split second? Let's say it's Mamish, an infinitesimal part of a second. What could Bilam do? So one answer of Tosfus, he could say quickly in one quick syllable, Kalim, uh, destroy them, or something like that. The other answer of Tosfus is that it's true that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's anger was expressed only in that split second, but nevertheless, once Bilam got into that second, he could continue from that second on. When The people tried to use this Tosfus to prove that if you start diving at a certain time, even though that time passed, since you began at that time, everything's continued from that time as if you were still in the time when you started davening. Obviously, the Vilna Gaon did not agree to this because, as I said before, he said if you daven Mincha, in the middle of Mincha, you hit Shkia, you have to daven Marev twice. I think, if I remember correctly, somebody once mentioned this to Rav Salavechik this idea that I don't remember where I saw it, and I think Rav Salvechik just, just laughed at it. He refused to even address himself to such an issue. The minig, of course, is to say Tachnon before Shkia. The Vilna Gaon was very insistent upon Davni Mincha before Shkia. But if a person did not say Tachnon until after Shkia, did not say Mincha after Shkia, I think, according to Vilna Gaon, you do not say Tachnon. I don't know what the custom is in most places. Another custom of Vilna Gaon regarding Tachnun is we say, the general custom is when you say Tachnun, you begin by saying this Pasuk, Vayomer David al-Gad, Sali ma'od nipla naviyad Hashem, ki rabbi merachamav aviyad adam alapola. If people remember the context of the of this Pasuk, know that it's referring to a tragedy that occurred to Bnei Israel. They could have one type of tragedy, a different type of tragedy, and they preferred this type of tragedy. The Vilna Gaon felt this Pasuk should not be said at all. You don't begin Tachnun by, by referring to tragedy. So he just omitted this Pasuk. Again, I don't know the custom of most people. I do know that the, it says in the Maiserav, the Vilna Gaon omitted this Pasuk, and... Perhaps some people do, but you see, generally, Tachnun is said quietly, so it's hard to know what other people have done at this time. 
The another point that I'd like to make in, in connection of Tachnon is there the days that I mentioned before in Shulchan Aruch, not to say Tachnon. For example, Purim is generally well accepted. The day of a Chasana is generally well accepted that if the Chasan is in Shul, you don't say Tachnon. People do discuss whether if the Chasan is getting married at nighttime, if you would say Tachnon in the morning. Because actually that's not, he's not a Chasan. When does he really become a Chasan? Is the entire day considered a day of Chag? So we do know that for a Chasan, the day of the wedding is considered like Ev Yom Kippur. Does that itself create a reason not to say Tachnon? It says in the name of the Vilna Gaon and others that that is enough reason not to say Tachnon. Or, for example, days that are somewhat problematic as to what the nature of the day is. For example, uh, today happens to be Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Rosh Chodesh, nobody says Tachnon. Even though, one might argue, there were customs once upon a time that people did say Tachnon on, on Rosh Chodesh. Or um, Tachnon on uh, Tuba'av. Again, today we, see, we know that Tuba'av is a day of Simcha. How do we really celebrate Tuba'av? What do we do to celebrate Tuba'av? We do one thing, and that's to skip Tachnon. So people have written about this. Or, for example, Pesach Sheini on the Iyar, the day that we celebrate. Pesach Sheini, again, what do we do? Some Hasidim do have a custom of eating matzah on Pesach Sheini. Most people uh, to- totally ignore that day. If I remember correctly, in the Beis Yitzchak of uh, Yeshiva University, Rabbi Aaron Adler once wrote an article about the custom of skipping Tachnon on um, Pesach Sheini. Rav Shechter has written in various places about the custom of skipping Tachnon on occasion. As I said before, since Rav Natrunay Gaon says it's Rishus, if you accept that opinion, so any mild custom to say to skip Tachnon can be accepted because it's really Rishus in the first place. Whereas according to the way I quoted the Rav's understanding of the Rambam, it seems much more problematic. We would need much more solid reasons to omit Tachnon. And the truth is, it's omitting Yisrael. As a matter of fact, the Ram says it's admitting not to say Tachnon on Shabbos. Now, I would have thought on Shabbos you're really not allowed to say Tachnon. Shabbos and Yantif, you shouldn't say Tachnon. But the Shulchan Aruch, quoting the Rambam, just says, Nagu, it's a minig Yisrael, that you don't say Tachnon. Apparently, they feel that really, Mitzad Adin, you could say Tachnon even on Shabbos and Yantif. Perhaps, according to the way I understood the Rambam, maybe it would be really more appropriate to say Tachnon on Shabbos, every time you say Shemon Esrei. But nevertheless, the Minig Yisrael is to omit Tachnon in those days. So this Minig Yisrael was accepted by the Vilna Gaon and others as well.